Our next reading of Scripture is going to come from the book of Hebrews. We're reading Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 11 of Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. So that what is seen was made from things which are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous, God himself giving approval to his gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death. And he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. Without faith, It would be impossible to please God, for whoever must approach him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about events as yet unseen, respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this he condemned the world because an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land that he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received the power of procreation, even though he was old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's something that happens. As we grow, as we grow older, it's happened to many of you already. You may see this happening in yourself now. I, I see this happening now to me. If it has not happened to you, I can assure you that in time, it will happen to you. At some point in your life, you're going to open your mouth and your parents are going to come out. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to say, wait. Did I just say what I think I just said? I sound like my mom or I sound like my dad. And if it has not happened to you, it will happen to you at some point soon. I have seen it happen through years. I am slowly but surely becoming my parents, but a little bit different. See, I grew up that uh, my dad was a truck driver. He drove at night. So we've always been early supper people. So I grew up eating supper about 4.30 watching the news after that, and then mom and daddy watched Wheel of Fortune. Now, me and Holly, we are radically different from my parents, so I don't want you to think that we're like my mom and daddy, because what we do is we eat supper about five, we watch the news, and then we watch Family Feud. (laughs) That's what we do. No, so let's not mistake these two things completely different. No, we like watching Family Feud. I, I love Steve Harvey. He's the best. He, he just makes me laugh. I, 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 somebody reminded me after early service about one of the things that happened to him. You know, they'll always say, we've asked 100 people, whatever, and the top 10 answers or five answers on the board. And, you know, and it's always funny to see the reactions. I, I love it when someone gives the insane reactions. Like, I forgot about this, and Brett Baker reminded me of this one. One of the questions was pork and blank. You know, what goes with pork? And a normal person would say, you know, pork chops, pork sausage. This one guy said, pork, he said, you pine. 
Well, porcupine, yeah, that's a thing. So Steve went, you pine. He said, I will give my entire salary if you pine is on that board. So I, 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 love, I love when people give the answers like that just to see him mess with it and laugh. Um, but, you know, what's always funny about the show, though, is, is, you know, they'll ask a question. And, you know, they'll have the answers. And some of the answers, I've always found it interesting. Watch it. If you watch it, you'll see this. Some of the answers that don't get guessed, don't, they aren't guessed because they're so obvious you wouldn't even think about saying it because it just makes too much sense. So watch it. And they'll have these answers that are on the board that don't get answered. And the answers that don't get answered are so easy. Like they're so simplistic. You're like, well, duh, why did I think of that? Why didn't I say that? It's that easy answer that's too easy for you to even ask it or answer because it's just too simple. It's too simplistic. It would never be that. We in our lives think about what it is we need to do to please God. When you're here at church on Sunday morning, you're wanting to please God. You're wanting to make God happy. You're wanting to, when you draw your last breath and wake up in Jordan, to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. We want to please God, don't we? It's, it's our desire. It's why we do this. We want to earn God's approval. We want God to be proud of us. So what is it that we must do to make God proud of us? What is it we must do to earn God's approval? What is it we must do to make God happy? Well, you know, we think, well, gosh, we must follow the path of someone like Mother Teresa. And forsake all earthly goods and pleasures and do ministry amongst the poorest of the poor in Calcutta. That's what it takes to make God happy, right? Perhaps it is leaving behind what it is you're doing now and entering the ministry. That's what it is to make God happy, right? Or perhaps it's doing all these hard and challenging and nearly impossible things. That's what it takes to make God happy, Right? To make God happy, obviously, is a path of intense self-denial, a path of intense, in, intense sacrifice, of intense work. To make God happy is a task that is Herculean, that a mere common person can't possibly make God happy, right? I mean, making God happy is the work of saints and martyrs, not just regular folk like me and you, right? I think that's why today's text is so beautiful. Yeah, we see, we see all these great things. Abraham leaving behind all that he had to go to a land he didn't even know. Enoch walking with God. Abraham and Sarah, Cain, Abel. But what did it say that Abel did that made God happy? What was it that pleased God? It wasn't even the sacrifice. It was the faith that made God happy. It is the faith that pleased God. It is the faith that made God proud. It is the faith that did it. It wasn't the great thing. It wasn't the hard thing. 
It was faith, the simple, easy answer. It's faith that makes it possible to please God. There we go. Okay. Okay, sermon's over. That was it. Easy answer. Faith. That's all it takes. Moving on. Right? Faith. Easy. Right? So faith isn't really always like that, is it? Some of us have, and the Bible talks about gifts that we have. And some of us have the gift of faith. My wife, she has the gift of faith. Holly just, faith comes easy to her. It's easy for her to believe. It's easy for her to trust. It's, it's, it's just a gift that she has. I don't have that gift. Faith is often hard for me. It's often hard for me to trust. Sometimes, for me, faith is an act of will, where I do it not getting the warm fuzzies, but I do it praying that I'm doing it right and doing it well. Faith can be hard at times, particularly in this Advent season. Because let's think about let's think about Advent for a second. The waiting. The last prophet spoke. And then for 400 years, the people did not hear from God. 400. You think they wanted to give up? I'm sure they did. You think that tested their faith? I'm sure it did. Now here we are, 2,000 years later, waiting for his return. We wait. And we hope. And yet here we sit. See, the thing would be just this. If Jesus would just do what I told him, it'd be a lot easier. If Jesus would just do what I told him to do, particularly when I told him to do it, it'd be a snap, wouldn't it? But instead... Quite often we have to wait, don't we? We wait to hear what the test results are going to be. We wait to hear if we get called back for another interview. We wait to hear from our parents after their doctor's visit. We wait to hear if our kids are progressing well. Will the loan close? Will the argument cease? Will they come home for Christmas? We wait. We wait. And it's hard, y'all. It's hard. And see, here's the thing I think I've found about faith, though. Our faith sometimes isn't so much about our Faith in God. But sometimes it's as much about God's faith in us. What I mean by that is this. It isn't so much about how tightly we hold on to God. But sometimes it's more about realizing how tightly God is holding on to us. Because, see, our faith isn't just about the faith that we have in God. But frankly, y'all, the faith is sometimes about the faith that God has in us. 
we are we are an Easter people as Christians. That's why we have church on Sunday. We are an Easter people. Every time we come together, we celebrate the resurrection. In a few moments, we're going to hear the communion prayer. On the night when he's betrayed, we're going to retell the story of the crucifixion in just a few moments. So we are an Easter and a resurrection people, but we're also, y'all, we're also a Christmas people. We are a people of incarnation. God became flesh and dwelt among us. And y'all, it's, it, it's, it's so insane to think about this. Of all the ways, y'all, all the ways, the sovereign God of heaven, of all the ways, the powerful, omnipotent, holy, amazing, perfect Father could have redeemed us and redeemed the world. The way he chose was to send his son, not on a conquering horse, but in the form of a helpless newborn child. Any of you who have been parents or have had children know there's nothing more helpless than a newborn. They can't feed themselves. They can't take care of themselves. They can't bathe themselves. They are completely and utterly dependent upon their parents. And that is how Christ Jesus entered the world. God believed in Mary and in Joseph. God believed in them. You think they ever felt inadequate? <laughs> you think they ever thought, Lord, anything else? <laughs> anything else, Lord, I'll do that. But this is too much. I can't do this. This task is too great. This responsibility is too hard. But they were faithful. In spite of their fears, in spite of what the gospel around Bethlehem was, they were faithful because they had faith in God. And God had faith in them. See that, that step towards the great Herculean faithful things? They all start with that one simple step of faith. That one simple step of belief. That one simple step of trust. Even when it's hard. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when you're sick and tired of waiting. Even when you're sick and tired of God not doing it on your time, on your schedule, on your way. And perhaps, y'all, perhaps the waiting and the patience, and the trust. Perhaps that is the crucible where our life is formed. Perhaps that's where our faith is formed. And perhaps apart from those times of waiting, and those times of trust, and those times maybe of tears, and those times maybe of doubts, those times of worry, those times of all these overwhelming feelings we feel sometimes, perhaps it is in those moments when our faith is actually formed and grown. It's in those moments we have what we see today, which is peace. Paul says, with prayer and thanksgiving, Give your supplications and requests to God, and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart. That peace comes not in the moments of ease. That peace comes not in the times when it's easy. 
That peace comes, y'all, in the waiting. That peace comes in the understanding that is not my faith that is what it's about, but it's the fact that God has called me and that God holds on to me and that God holds on to us and that he will not let us go. As Isaiah says, he has called us by name and we are his. When I pass through the waters, I will not be overwhelmed. When I pass through the fires, I will not be consumed because he is the Lord our God. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Faith is the easy answer to all these questions. It's also the hard answer sometimes to these questions. But it's also the path of peace. Because when we can let go, when we can say, God, I don't know what you're doing. God, I don't know how you're doing it. God, I don't know why you're doing it. It's in those moments when we let go, give it to him, entrust it to him, that we feel peace. Apart from faith, y'all, it's impossible to please God. But y'all, in those moments, in those moments when we, have let, when we let go and when we trust, in spite of the obstacles, the hurdles, the fears, the doubts, the things we struggle with, when we let him have it and give it place in his hands and trust through faith, that is when we please God. May we be a people of faith, even in the difficult, challenging times. May we hold on tight to Jesus, but may we know that it is Jesus who holds on even more tightly to us. Let's pray.